Okay, so now I'm I'm thinking about <clears throat> I'm thinking about the future, and I had an insight that the future is a pyramid. Mm -hmm. And and I think that we have to have a proper relationship to that pyramid. And by pyramid, I mean, you know, in our daily lives, we are, you know, preoccupied with the things that are in our present and our near future. And it's mm -hmm. buzzing and booming, and we're thinking about doing this and that, and we have to pay our bills and to take care of the kids and all of this. I mean, I don't have kids, but you get my point. That's the base so, of the pyramid. Yes. And then the farther you go in the future, the less concrete goals are there or ideas or things that you can do because it gets more uh, chaotic. You know, it's like your, your heuristics of what will happen decrease the farther you go into the future, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then you have the apex of the pyramid, which may be a goal, something that you have, let's say, enlightenment, right? Mm -hmm. Collectively speaking, we don't really have a goal. The only thing that looms from the future is kind of... Dread. Climate change. Hmm? Dread. Dread, yeah, but climate change... Terror, is... you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's concrete something yeah. concrete you know it's like it's like but we are reacting to it it's nothing yeah. that we're like throwing out there it's like um, i don't know if you have read um, buckminster fuller critical path and so he talks about this idea you know when when there was kennedy proposing this goal for the next 10 years to send men to the moon and and he calls that a critical path because this goal which was way more important than the act itself, by the way. But to formulate the goal, mm -hmm. you can organize huge chunks of society. So everybody from the astronaut to the to the to the guy who serves you the coffee, yeah, works towards this kind of goal. And so it organizes psychological energy. Yeah. Right? And it and it organizes um, social and cultural energy. And so my last point, and so where, where I'm at in, in, in this thinking is, so we, the, the more the goals are, you know, uh, located at the base of the pyramid, the more diffuse it is and the more noise there is in relationship to the, to the signal, case in point being identity politics, because the goals are obviously good, right? That we have like yeah. a just society, but the signal, you know, that we have, it's 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 disproportionate to the noise there is. Mm -hmm. I think I, I said that before. That you know, it's like in every store you find the the rainbow flag. Is it really, I mean, proportionate to the actual problem that we have, or is that neoliberalism coming in and all of that shit? You know, so it's kind of disproportionate because. We don't have really goals upper in the in the upper echelons of the of the pyramid. And so oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, that's very interesting that you had mentioned the rainbow flag, and because uh, you know, and I don't, I'm I'm not speaking against that in any way. It's it's, it's of course uh, we we want uh, the rainbow <laughs> of human expression, but this is like this is a symbol of enlightenment the rainbow right it's a symbol of transparency so so it's the ultimate sort of uh, uh um 
uh, realization of transparency of of the material and the divine together appearing. And it, it, it happens above the pyramid in a sense. It's like the uber goal of all the goals. Um, right. But perhaps maybe the problem is that we've located the we've we're attaching the rainbow to one particular uh, sociological, psychological, historical issue, and and whereas whereas the actual the actual rainbow should be something uh, we we have to have there needs to be all these other dimensions to the rainbow rather than just you know one's identity, right. <laughs> you know. If that makes any sense, so that's what Absolutely. that's what that's what I thought. It's like, yes, we're just looking at the base things that are going on, right? We're not, we don't have a we don't have a fully realized view because we've we've kind of lost whatever um, whatever uh, like like in media, for example, we used to have broadcast media, which created a very clear pyramid, right? Because there was it was a it was very um it was asymmetrical in the sense of something at the top and then there's one at the top and then multiplicity below there's a few radio stations tv stations and they give us the news and, and so we all get get on board in whatever particular thing is going on but but the sort of we've we've sort of flattened the the hierarchy completely so there's no pyramid anymore um but but I wonder if this is changing that we're we're with the with the encroach the other thought I had as you were speaking is with this development of the supermind and the and the AI and all this that there's there's a new sort of pyramid being being built, which is gonna just wash away all of these other things. Right. So that's I mean, that's a very that's a very vague sort of intuitive idea. I don't know, but 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 that's what came to mind when you were speaking. Yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting. But let, let's let's go like a step back because um, you know, I think we we have like this potential of libido, right? Individually speaking, like the the amount of uh, libidinal energy that we have, right? Like, and I think like culturally we're like. 16 years old or 17 we're just becoming adolescent because we 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 have we haven't found a way culturally to um to channel all this libidinal energy and so it's buzzing and it's all over the place you know but it's it's like it's like a 16 year old who who is horny all the time mm -hmm. right and so it's like everything is about sex and identity right instead mm -hmm. of having instead of having like a like a concrete goal. And so in a sense, it's it's a it's a paradox because, like, in a sense, we don't have an apex, but the architecture of our mind is still kind of oriented. And so we're looking for something that is there and not there at the same time. And then comes in what you said, because suddenly we have the idea of the AI, which is kind of maybe. The, the omega point of, of the transhumanist thinking where we think, okay, yeah, in, in the year what Ray Kurzweil says, in the year 2040, you know, we will have a, a, an artificial intelligence, which is so intelligent that it will create another AI that is 10 times, you know, more intelligent and creating that kind of supermind um, that Ray, Ray Kurzweil is talking about. Yeah. Um, but, but we've kind of, we've, 
completely externalized that or something and that right in a way that is like Aurobindo was talking about the supermind and that is kind of the goal of enlightenment in some sort in some way you know Zach was stand, was was quoting Aurobindo uh saying that Zach know, Stein mm-hmm. yeah Zach Stein I had, I had a great conversation with him about, about all this stuff about AI and he's saying that Aurobindo said that you know in the race to planet you know, when we're becoming more planetary. Um, he used plant, the word planetization instead of globalization. Um, that there would be a race between heaven and hell or something like this to the end. And, mm-hmm. and hell would be the creation of these completely powerful vacuums, you could say, uh, of deadness. <laughs> You know, and then heaven would be, let's say, the, the symbiosis of, you know, finding ways to create some sort of symbiosis between between our, you know, machines becoming transparent to what we actually need and want. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we have AIs that are creating these massive um, super intelligence things right that that are you know we don't know what that even looks like it's going to be very bizarre Uh, but but the 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 hell in that is that 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 it's just destroys the world right because okay what do you do if you what if what happens when we project human beings into an ultimate situation of power is they you know what do human beings do they destroy the world right uh, or they 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 you know get enlightened those are the two possibilities so 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 these machines you know are, are they leading us towards hell on earth or are they leading us towards you know enlightenment and the answer is somewhere in between but 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 um but uh but that seems to be the that seems to be what's what's at what's at play right now do you, th- do you know what I think? What's at play right now? You're gonna you're gonna just you're just gonna destroy my. I, I hear it. I know. It's, you're gonna ban- banalize everything I've just said and say, "Go ahead, just do it. Destroy me, Tom. I'm waiting for it." You, go ahead. I think it's just another fad. You know, one topic everybody is uh, is riling. It's it's like uh, conversing about, but it's like it's just a machine. It's not an odd. It's not an autom. You know, an autonomous intelligence. It's just a thing. It won't destroy us. You know, it's just like it's it's on the most basic level. There's no subtlety, no causality, no non-duality. It's just it's just a tiny little thing. I'm I'm not afraid that that will do anything. I'm just it's just another fad. Well, it's going to do something. <laughs> I mean. It's going to do something. Yeah, everybody, everything does a little bit something, you know, but it's not as big. In Germany, you say, es wird nicht so heiß gegessen, wie es gekocht wird. Meaning, it, it is not being eaten in the same way it is as it is being cooked. You know, because, you know, when it's cooked, it's hot. It's like everybody's talking about it. You know, it's like you, you, you stir it in the pot. But if you want to eat it, you have to wait till, till the food cools down. And I think it's way the the communication, the conversation about it, it's way too well, big. And I'm not. A I don't. I think it's like automobiles. Like, look at how automobiles affect the world. They affect, you know, they they have a big effect. 
So the 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 creation of of uh, I'm not not ChatGPT or anything like that because this that I agree with you that's nothing but but the 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 future ramifications of these of these yeah, but that's, uh, this things, is what I'm talking this about is this is going to be big it's going to be huge whatever it is it's not yeah, nothing I don't think so because uh, I mean you have like all these doomsday sayers and whatnot. So there's this famous video of Tristan Harris. I, everybody has seen it, you know. And he he opens that video by saying, 10% of all AI scientists say that there's a 50% chance that AI will kill us." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, but I tell you, 100% of mm. all scientists say that we'll be all dead very soon, because yeah. that's the game of the thing." You know, so we will. Well, all what about nuclear weapons? Like for me, I think the AI is 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 in the next nuclear weapon. That's that's how I see it. Nuclear energy, you know, can can be great in some ways. You know, but it could also it is existential. You can't deny that. Yeah, but what has AI to do with with a with with nuclear energy? It's with, it's with... it's uh, it's an extremely powerful technology. That you know. That can, for example, like they're using it in, in the war in Ukraine to shoot down to you for, with drone technology and things like that. You know, they're using it in about? war. Artificial intelligence, AI. You know. Yeah, but nobody uses nuclear nuclear bombs. You know. Nobody uses nuclear bombs, right? But, you know, they might. Yeah, but that's the point. Yeah, sure, they might. You know, mm -hmm. so you're just not gonna worry, Tom. You're just gonna smoke your cigar. No, I mean, it's like it's too drink much your to martini. What? It's too much to worry about. You know, you have like you you when you have like this Californian Silicon Valley mindset. It's like okay, it's uh, it's a multi crisis, poly crisis. It's climate poverty, nuclear energy war. You have AI. It's like get the fuck out of here. You know, I just you know, it's like at some point you have to you have to live your life. And 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 you put your chips on the table and do the best thing you can do, but all this kind of oh, it's it's so terrible. You know, get the fuck out of here. I no, I just, you just have to notice what 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 you know. The depth of, of of how, how um, demonic human human beings can be, like like you know. Yeah, but but I, in a way, it's true. Like, okay, the world's going to hell, right? But probably. But, you know, it's what can you do? And there's no use to obsess about that and get depressed about it. But No, but, but because there's also a chance, you know? It's like, because like, uh, I mean, yeah, we have like this innate, let's say, evilness in us. You know, let's use mm -hmm. that kind of religious terminology. But at the same time, there is an inbuilt wisdom we have cultivated for the last four to 20,000 years let's say in science and ethics and philosophy, it's like, yeah, we're pretty good and pretty strong in dealing with existential problems. You know, it's like, yeah, we had a phase in the 40s and 50s where we dabbled a little bit with nuclear energy, but the last 70 years were kind of fine, actually, right? You yeah, know, it's like, but, but nobody would have predicted that, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, but it was always the case. And so they haven't been like, fine, you know, really. I mean, no, but I, I mean, things are never fine. No, but we didn't uh, drop the nuke on 
on on Afghanistan or we or dropped a few nukes here and there and and we also you know but we also had a few uh we had a few the 40s yes mm -hmm. we had we, well, like we dropped last, last 70 years there was no there, there were no death by nuclear weapons it was very close a few times could have either could have gone either way yeah but i mean if you if you if you if you uh, invoke doom, you also have to invoke the wisdom that we acquired through the millennia. Well, that's what I was saying. I was I was talking about the dystopian and utopian possibilities. You know, we could easily make the world very unlivable. I mean, many places are pretty unlivable already um, in terms of attractiveness of, of living, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But... Um, but but in in a way I I, I do have a, a bizarre kind of optimism about these things, but I don't think I don't think it's grounded in anything reasonable. I think that I think that most reasonable descriptions of where things are going are are you know apocalyptic. You know what it is, I think. I think if what? you if you have a pyramid, let's go back to the start of the conversation. If you have a pyramid and if you have a goal at the apex, and let's let's call it an omega point or illumination or a perfect society, if you have something like this, yeah, right, then we will find a path because that's the critical path. But if you don't, if you're just rea reacting to existential threats. You know, then yeah, you're well, like, I totally agree. On, I totally then agree. Then you're like on a boat on a on an ocean without any port or safe haven. And so you yeah. need goals, you need conversations about the deep future, because then we will find the 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 energy and the the, the mechanisms and the strategies to to deal with these problems in a in a in a in a sane and mature and a, you yeah. Know, but you can't be naive about the fucked up present, you know. Um at the same time no but you have to contextualize it you know through the goals that you have yeah sure 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 uh, i think that but i think that's almost that's theological like i that's, i think we're get we have to we kind of i mean maybe we have a disagreement here i think it's like almost a theological we're moving into theological territory here when we talk about the future because because it's like what gods are are we going to create or what what gods are we going to um be living with that you know because all these technological uh all these technological things are becoming more en like entities they become more like are they going to be parasitical destructive entities or are they going to be um helpful you know guardian angels so to speak right mm -hmm. i think it's it's both so 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 uh but 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 I but obviously yes you, you have there has to be a vision of uh uh a promised land there has to be a vision of 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 Shambhala there has to be a vision you know all of the all the mythologies have a vision of you know a world where a world that is that is um you know not not perfect but you know better <laughs> Because it'll never be perfect, but we but it can be a lot better and it can be a lot worse. Yeah. But uh, no, but I hear your kind of reaction against the. I, I sort of somehow feel the same way that there's. I have a reaction against. Um. Obsessive dystopian. 
oppressiveness. I, mean, I get caught up in it sometimes. But... So I'm I'm here at this at this place. I'm taking care of a of a house of a finger, and I have lots of spare time. And what I did the other day was to watch two old episodes of Star Trek, right? And so that perfectly ties in in our conversation. And so it was the first two episodes of the third third season of um, the old. Mm -hmm. Kirk Spock kind of thing. The original one. Mm -hmm. It's uh, first of all, it's amazing. You know, the storytelling still it's fantastic. But the point that I because I was thinking about all of this, and I noticed okay, that what's really interesting. So Star Trek ran from sixty six to sixty eight. Yeah, three seasons. That's nothing. And yeah. so you have like this tiny program you know, filled to the top with interesting conversations and concepts that were so influential that they not only created like a whole stream of entertainment with, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 movies, 20 shows, but yeah. the technology that is described there is, you know, it's like the tablet and the communicator. And it's like, we're all very you know, futuristic. Now it's our daily life. And so the influence that the show had on our culture, the way we think about things, it's incredible because it was, you know, created when we were starting to think about, you know, our broader context in space, in life, you know, when the postmodern thinking of globalism really started. And so it, it was so powerful because it it provided uh, an uh, utopia for the pyramid for us all. If that will happen or not, it's not really the point, but it did. And it was so powerful because it was a vision for the apex of the pyramid where we can go as a culture, you know, like with, with the ethics that Kirk and, and Picard had and with the social organization of the federation and the educational system of the Starfleet Academy. It's all already there in these episodes. It's amazing what these mm -hmm. kinds of these memes that, that that show provided. You know, it's still reverberating today. It's amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure. Well, you were you were describing kind of this optimistic window or this period of time where this this this, this the, you know this good good art you know, because this was a, like, I guess it's the beginning of any art artistic form. Like there's also the Twilight Zone, which is pretty good. Uh, at that time, there was these sort of brilliant pilot things. And then things get very banal and repetitive and, and sort of formulaic. Yeah. And then a new technology is created. And, and there's this sort of techno utopianism that that arises out of it. Um, yeah, Star Trek. And and uh, but it's like still going outwards. It's kind of my my. It's it's about going out. It's going. It's about leaving the earth and going out uh, out from the earth. It's always an outward journey, right? Whereas fundamentally, I think we're in a different time where the next Star Trek would have to be like the journey inside the, the you know the neural uh, <laughs> pathways or something like that, not out into outer space. Somehow I think we have to go the other direction. Yeah, well, this is just why... expansion, 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 and then pff, there's nowhere to expand to. It's just well, you can go to Mars, but you know you can keep going. And but but there's this, but there's also the the. I think now we're it's, it's we're in the period of um, 
regression or not expansion, but in, in internalization or I think Alexander calls it imploitation instead of exploitation. Like we're we need, we're imploding rather than exploding outwards. Even though I guess there's guys like like uh, who are still trying to build ships to go out there and but doesn't really stimulate me that much. Like doesn't stimulate me in terms of like a narrative that I can follow or believe in, you know, going to Mars. But You know, you know, with uh, with Timothy Leary, I find it so. I mean, I'm still in this context because what he said that those two things, the going, you know, into space and space migration, and the development of higher circuits of the nervous system, mm -hmm. right? So the development simultaneous space, thing. Yeah, that that goes simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And so That's you have an inward movement and you have an outward movement, and that happens at the same time. And so he called that smile, you know. So, uh, you know, this his formula: space migration, intelligence increase, and life extension. And so you have you have both of these things that kind of enable each other. And I think that's. Hmm. I mean, it's like I, I was really thinking about it because that he invented that in in the late seventies, beginning of the eighties, I think. And I think there's no, you know, theoretical model that was like psychologically speaking more influential, but like even Wilbur and you know metamodernism and all of this that heavily draws on this original meme from Leary, you know, of stages of developments and and whatnot. Very interesting, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but do, do, don't you have the feeling that we're moving into a very alien sort of territory at the moment with with all these with whatever technologies are, are coming on that there's something very strange about to happen, bizarre. Hopefully, Andrew. Yeah. Hopefully, it will be more strange. The more strange, the better, really, mm -hmm. because something has to change, because our society is fucked up. And so yeah. let's let's go into the strange and let's find something new. Please, more of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was teaching some students, you know, at this, you know, French university, and um, I, I noticed that they were coming up with very good answers to the questions I was asking. I was like, hmm, but it seems sort of. And then I understood that there was this thing called ChatGPT. They were like they were reading uh, stuff from ChatGPT, and uh, and I could have got it, you know. And then there, I, there was all this moral panic in in the faculty. Everybody was freaking out, like exams, and they're going to cheat on. And they did, and they are indeed cheating on all their exams, you know, everywhere. It's, it's yeah. happening, and uh, you know, and 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 the faculty they don't know how to uh, to contain this, right? Um, but but and, and my reaction was um oh this is kind of interesting because i i sort of feel like the the whole the education system is is very corrupt anyway and that it's, it's already sort of degenerate and that this is just an increase uh, that another level of degeneracy mm -hmm. it will make transparent the whole system which will allow it to collapse and then allow something else to emerge that would be more interesting yeah. than making students write these fucking essays you know, and and even before ChatGPT, often if you if you if you have the unfortunate job where you have to un mark uh, undergrad essays, you can see that that it's very normal that what you're getting is simulated intelligence anyway, right? You're just getting repetitive simulated intelligence, um, and and uh, that something not, something other than education is happening. <laughs> you know, so that's already the case. Um, so so I, yeah so, yes. 
So what's what's next? Like what's what when that when the thing collapses? So 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 I I don't I don't have a as, as optimistic of you perhaps as you do, but I I do think that I I do think that um, there's there's a potential for let's say special at figuring out what people need in order to enhance their abilities, which would, would mean like becoming more transparent to, 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 um, to the whole process of information and learning, uh, et cetera. I think that's a very important point that you're addressing, because I mean, we know from, you know, you address the building, the, uh, you know, education system, but it's the same with media. We are at the point where everything is kind of propaganda. If you just look at the Chomsky model, right? And so there's no way at the moment to sift through all these informations, what is true, what is not, what is, which is, what, what is biased, which is, what what is propaganda and so if you if you supercharge that with chat gpt and all these kinds of ais then you have to develop new kind of strategies to say okay this is true this is not true you know this mm -hmm. is the path to go and so I, I i really like that that we that we challenged ourselves with with these kinds of technologies to you know, devise new strategies and and structures to to deal with the problem that we we, we created. Well, what you know? what happens when? Well, Jack, Zach's point was that okay, we're creating these new AI tutors. Yeah. Which right now they're bad, right? If I saw something called a Chogim Trumpa Chat GPT, would ask it some question. Um, I don't know if you know Chogim Trumpa, but sure, uh, uh, he, he was. A rather radical individual who everything that he said or did was 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 very unusual, <laughs> you know, completely idiosyncratic and 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 you know, I think it was a genius. Other people think he was, you know, a cult leader. But whatever your opinion of of Chogum Trumpa is, now there's a Chat GPT bot called Chogum Trumpa, and you ask ask him a question like, "What is uh, Tantra?" and it will give you this answer, the most banal answers you could even possibly imagine. So unlike Chogum Trumpa, um, and uh, and so I was thinking, this is so bad and so stupid and so uh, banal. It's just another version of Wikipedia. Why is everybody making a big deal about it? Right. But what Zach was saying was that, like, what you know, there's when this thing becomes charismatic uh, and and starts to give actual Chogim Trumpa like answers, you know, or so you could you're hanging around with Socrates and <laughs> and Plato and and Chogim Trumpa simulations of all of these beings, you know, uh, and uh, and and you're asking them questions and they're giving you answers that are much closer to what the, what what these what the answers you know people would be giving like having a chat with socrates or it's not socrates but <laughs> anyway so 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 why what, would that be happens, a problem what happens when these tutors become so incredibly like like uh charismatic that you'd rather hang out with them than you would we with 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 anybody else or your teachers or your friends because they're far more efficient than your teachers and you know they can just give you the give you what you need instantaneously and and so but this sounds amazing to me what's the problem with that yeah i don't know um um you have a chat with plato socrates you know or, yeah. or marcus aurelius in a time of crisis like what better you know company you can have 
but they're not they're not those people they're simulacrums of those people so so you could also make a hitler too yeah i don't know um i don't know uh um well, no, but but I mean, I'm just quoting Zach. What Zach would say is like, okay, you stop being interested in relationships with actual people. It's you know cares about people. Well, that's bullshit. Nobody's you know that's just plain bullshit. Because like we need communion with real people. That will always be the case because we are we we are people. That doesn't mean that only because we're chatting with Socrates, we are like leaving real people behind. No, we were living more mean, and more in virtual spaces. We're living. People are isolated and depressed and. And, and and more and more, you know, in, in hospitals, they have robots to talk to old ladies now. And, you know, it's, it's. Uh... Okay, let me ask you a question. If somebody does that and is happy with this and has a real connection, like in the movie Her with, with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, like in the movie Her. Yeah. And so like, what's wrong with that? Like if, if that person really has an affection for the AI. So it's like nobody, you know, it's like who's who's harmed by that? It's a real connection that he had in the well, movie. Well, okay, if it, if 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 it creates, if it's good for the person, yes. But if it's if it's you know, but but I guess I mean it's there's a I guess the issue is addiction, right? The issue is just this capacity of human beings to become addicted to a and hyperstimulated by something and just become like this ultimate vegetative being. That is just hyper stimulated all the time by whatever, by knowledge or by you know. I mean, don't I? I mean, I don't want to be like contrarian all the time, but I mean, like, what's what's the point? That's always has been the case. You know, we are like beings prone to addiction, like from the very get go. Well, I mean, if you can create the ultimate soma, brave new world. Yeah. Um. Then. Yeah, well, no, sure, sure, sure. So, so you, your view is that just all this idea of dehumanize this dehumanization isn't happening. Well, what about TikTok, where you know children's are children are are becoming completely um, damaged by by TikTok? What about that? What about, my, what about my... that? Like times a thousand, you know, like uh, the ultimate crack cocaine, right? I think like what I think about is is that we humans have like a limited time frame that we're operating in because like yeah TikTok is a problem right but you know let's let's frame that problem in a let's say a 3 to 5 year period till we dealt with it in a proper way right and in the large scale of things it's just one problem that we solved or to right. create something far more demonic and yeah and, that we always and, and also solve. that we will also uh -huh. solve you know mm -hmm. it's like because we need we need it's not that big it's just a problem that we have to deal with you know that, that's what i mean it's not yeah let's deal with those problems but it's not you know so you're not seduced by by the the existential dread that that uh many of these people are I'm no, I have enough to... dread when I'm when I'm lying in bed at night and the demons come. Then I have enough personal existential dread. But yeah, you know, I agree. When the, yeah, but when the lights out, when the lights on and the sun is out, it's like yeah, let's let's let's, let's have a positive outlook on things. You know, mm -hmm. the, the 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 nights at three o'clock are for worrying. Right, know? right, right. Yeah, 
I mean, there's demons, there's your demon inner demons to battle, and there's outer demons to battle. And in, in, in a way, you know, every there's nothing new under the sun, is what you're saying. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. I mean, and then I'm always thinking, so so why is it all important in the first place? I mean, we will all die, you know, very, very, very soon. And even if humanity like lives for five million more years, which is way too long basically it's like we, we won't make it for five million years but in in the cosmological sense mm -hmm. five million years is nothing i think 99.9 percent .9 of the time of cosmic time there's just nothing you know it's like we are it's like we have to have like this kind of playful thing that we're here at the moment in this brief very 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 brief moment of cosmological time we try to do the best but in the end you know, it's just yeah. You're you articulating know. the Zochin, uh, you know, phrase. I don't know if you know Zochin, but but uh, there's some there's some kind of pointing out instruction where they say uh, where where uh, Dorje Trollo is like uh, says like the the radical statement is whatever is let it be what it is <laughs> or something like that. Like whatever right. it is, just be let it be what it is. Doesn't matter what it is, you know. Just right. let you know it's a total affirmation of whatever is right so i'm i'm on you with that uh, you know but uh, but i think we can kind of like we can i'm with you in with that in, in a certain sense uh at the, at the at the same at the same time yeah you got to wrestle with demons at the, you know the the extra all the demons that are coming and try to at least describe them and see what they are and what, you know what's going on here you know, what I'm because I, I think I think theologically and spiritually about things. So when I see a chat GPT that says Chogum Trimpa, I say this is this is a this is an this is a, 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 a this is a zombie undead vampire aggregor creature that is is sucking people's intelligences. And so and what would you do normally? You, no, it's not enhancing. You, if you, you have would... if you have a perfect re replica of Socrates and I have a crisis, of course I ask him instead of my mother. Yeah, but but the ones they have now, I'm saying, they're, they're, if yeah, you could find right. a, if you could find a a pretty good Socrates, re ones they have now are are um, are, are, are pure reductions, pure vampires, pure pure egregores, pure death traps. That's how I see them. Because they make people stupid, you know, and they make people, uh, they make people stupid and they make people credulous and they waste people's time and they, and they, they, they're, they're, you know, Moloch or, you know, no, yeah. so anyway, demons, you, you know, what you do with a demon is you, you have to, you have to, uh, uh, you have to make it some kind of offering and, uh, and then, and then, and then you, um, you give it something, some good alcohol and some nice. Well, you have to ladies, domesticate it, ladies, and you make it happy a bit, and then you 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 cast it away and you get make it get it as far away from you as possible. Yeah, you. I think it's like uh, it's, it's, it's a term that um, Peter Sloterdijk used. You have to uh, immunologically, you know, you have to like to be immune against these things. You have to you have to domesticate these things. You have to shed light. In, you know, create uh, islands of light in this vast chaotic kind of things, and that's what we're 
doing as humans we're creating fire to 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 enlighten us you know we're like we're like domesticating the things that bothering us and that's our yeah. human nature in a kind of way i'm just the only thing that i'm saying i'm not saying there's no danger or whatever or, or that yeah yeah should, no i got you you know the only thing that i'm saying is is, is it's a more from a, from a trans um uh, a trans actional point you know the communication theory so there's this game that everybody plays everything it's called everything is terrible you know yeah. oh, that's terrible it's like i don't want to participate in that fucking game because not all is fucking terrible you know, it's like, and, and everybody can co cohere, like everything is terrible and, you know, the development of AI is terrible. No, get the fuck out of here. It's not. It's a it's a chance. It's a possibility too, right? And so and so, let, let's not play this, you know, conversation game. Everything is terrible. You know, let's let's have a more nuanced conversation about theology and and omega points and apex of pyramids and you know the the relevance from a cosmological point of view it's like you know there's so many it's like a meta well, I, I think i think both are are, are 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 bad perspectives being naively star trekingly optimistic right um that that could be another trap but also pessimism could be another trap but you know i find myself somewhere in between not wanting to not wanting to, let's say, uh, become a, um, not wanting to join the chorus of the doom and gloom people. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, not wanting to, to, to buy into the giddy techno utopian optimism either. Right. Um, so let me say something extremely banal here. So, um, so I was walking through Palma yesterday with a friend, and we we were having kind of the same discussion we are having right now, right? Mm -hmm. And so about doom and danger, and and you know it's like and so and so I was walking through Palma, and and the season the summer season comes up, and and you know the the dresses get shorter, the the skin gets more brown because of the sun, and I was so, looking around. No, no, listen. So I was looking around and I was like, <laughs> as long as the females make themselves so pretty, you know, then they see that we still have a future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not just it's, saying it's it. something intuitively, you know, you're not like, saying you're not saying that's not a banal point, actually. That's that is a profound point. You know, you could make it into a joke or something. But it, but it is a profound point that beauty continues to emerge all the time over and over again and and just for the, itself, right? <laughs> so so it, it has doesn't necessarily have any kind of agenda or anything. It just emerges incredibly from from the Dharmakaya, as we would say in in, in Buddhism, from from no, nothingness emerges, um, you know, maidens dressed in extravagant, you know, outfits and peacocks and you know and yeah and, and, and in palma it's like and that's the joke of it because the, the joke i'm doing is is that i always say that there has to be like a factory of models here somewhere on the island because all of these beautiful girls from all over europe come in the summertime you know to palma and where you are like in the normal city or village or whatever there's like a certain percentage of women that are that good looking that percentage is supercharged here in parliament you look in that direction there's 
a, a gorgeous female and then the, there's like it's it's not the male brain is not equip, equipped to deal with that much female beauty but it's like it's so much there and it's, you think like my god it's like evolution still pushes forward and it's like there, yeah. it's like that this evolution still has a directionality it's like and 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 the female intuition about all of this it's like no we, we we're good we're good the females still still do that you know yeah then we're good. you know what yeah. i'm saying i know what you're saying yeah yeah I, I like what you're saying i think that's i think that's an important thing to say um because uh yeah, in a way that that's just life, right? This life just keeps emerging no matter what, just continues to emerge no matter what. So so I don't know, like the Balsham Toff said, you know, you, you have no right to be sad or, <laughs> you know, yeah. because here we are in the middle of this, uh, you know, incredible explosion of, you know, it's still spring, it's spring in Paris. Fuck, you know, come on. <laughs> what what could be better than that, right? Yeah, that's the old story of of the poets from Paris. You know, Baudelaire's like and 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 Rimbaud and so on. And you you have it here all the time. You're like engulfed and embedded in all in all of your in your thoughts about what could happen and the dangers and the problems and complexity and climate and whatnot. And then a beautiful then fuck woman, it. No, no. And then a beautiful woman comes in your direction, looks at you, and smiles, and everything is gone. Yeah, and everything is uh, heightened and and lived by that short smile, and that's yeah. the power. You know, it's just like yeah, it's it's you know that's the power of the of 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 beauty and the feminine that it can that that, that smile or that glance can can destroy all your negative mm -hmm. all your all your all your conceptuality. Yeah, that's about, what about all. <laughs> actually like even positive conceptuality goes out the window a whole the whole conceptual realm goes out the window you know right so 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 that's the good news i guess um you know but like you know you could even that that experience could even happen to you you know as you're walking through some bombed out town in ukraine there you go. There's and then you you see you catch the you catch you catch a glimpse of the living, um, right, right. You know, the life force emerging in in all of that you know destruction and yeah. I mean, I think that the, the the tantric iconography is very intelligent because what it presents to you is is uh, these protector beings who are wrathful. To the extreme you know they're they 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 they're they're they have skull cups full of blood and 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 they have they they have they're standing on corpses and and they're in a you know in a charnel ground and you know and they have like bloodshot eyes and going in every direction these beasts and then and then you have these decked out gorgeous goddesses you know in silks and bone and, and jewelry and and uh and that's what life is yes right. <laughs> you know both those things right yeah it's not this sort of wishy-washy anxiety and dread and existentialism of of camus or right. <laughs> jean paul sartre or 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 these these guys that are just worried all the time 
Yeah, but so, that's uh, the reason why I mentioned the, the poets from the 18th century, because they, they were talking exactly about what you're talking about now, you know, this duality and that you can find, uh, you know, the beauty in the simple things when you just look, you know, if you if you if you be drunk and, you know, the, the famous poem we were talking about this, you know, you have the dread and, and you have the terror, you know, and then you, you you have to be drunk on existence also, yeah. you know. On poetry, on wine, on ethics. On a glass on... of water, like, like, yeah, like whatever uh, you it know, is. Andy Miller would say, like, get drunk on a glass of water. Exactly, whatever it is. But find the 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 drunkenness that you know the beauty of life exerts and 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 throws at you in a kind of way. And this is the redeeming quality. This is like what's redeeming everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know that poem? No, we talked about this. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah. blessed drunkenness, or or you know, be drunk on or whatever. Be drunk, yes, be mm -hmm. drunk on a. Just make sure that you you live in in a state of inebriation and drunkenness and, and yeah. you know, intoxication. But a, yeah, but not on wine necessarily. It could yeah. be meditation, whatever you know, or yeah. rest, whatever. Or well, well, I mean that like yeah, that the the. Uh, the um, again, it's interesting you say it's women because I I think it's like. Um, I was reading, again, I'm reading all this Hebrew stuff and the Shekinah is the feminine and then drunkenness. There's a state of drunkenness that is intoxication with the divine. Um, right. um, it's not this sober, you know, serious, you know, intellectual or, or, or conceptual kind of like, it's not like, it's the opposite of stoicism, right? Um, so, and that, and that, and at that point, all the the rules of the Torah, the laws, of the, uh, you know, just fall away, and and there's spontaneous, you know, spontaneous, playful, drunken expression, and that's kind of the ultimate ultimate state <laughs> to be in, right? We we gl we glimpse that, and that's again that's symbolized also by the rainbow, right? So it's it, it's not uh, it's not a political symbol; it's, it's a it's a symbol of, of transparency. Um, the transparency of, you know, of uh, this bright, transparent vision of the real, 